was it good? Welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, joined by two of Legion's personalities, the Krishna and the Arjuna. We just finished watching Legion Season 2 finale, and our minds have melted, and we've entered the astro plane. Arjuna, some details, please. We talking about what? So as Ravi mentioned, we just watched the season finale of Legion Season 2. We will be talking not only about the finale, but as the about the whole entirety of season two of Legion. Legion premiered in 2000 and something. 17? Let's <laughs> go with that. 2017. Sounds right. Or maybe it was 2016. Who knows? It was in 2017. I was right. February 2017 was when season one premiered to rave reviews and uh, was praised for its innovative uh, storytelling and, and visuals and styles in season two. Uh, also praised for its innovative storytelling and styles, uh, but also criticized for its innovative <laughs> storytelling and styles. And, and just real quick, if you search for Legion Two, <laughs> Legion Season Two, season two <laughs> you get things like uh, where is it? Less, Spoilers, sti- by the less way. style, more substance, please. Uh, can we end the narration? Um, what worked and what didn't? A lot, a lot of general just. I would say there was a lot of more divis- decisiveness uh, or divisiveness, divisiveness with this season. But uh, just a quick background for those who might not be familiar with Legion. Uh, Legion is a superhero TV show that takes place within the Fox Mutants uh, Marvel universe. Uh, it's about an X Men character named Legion, who is an anti-hero the son of Charles Xavier, the most powerful and most bald mutant of all. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, we we discover that he... Uh, in, in the comics, uh, David is a schizophrenic mutant with very powerful abilities. Uh, and in this show, it kind of follows a similar traje- trajectory, but there's, a lo- there's quite a few significant differences, but... Uh, we can get into all of that in this podcast episode of Talking. So, thank you, Arjuna, for that interesting thing. Back, back to you, Dick. <laughs> You're welcome, Dick. <laughs> so, Krishna, we'd like to start with you because you were bald. And, Just uh, like Charles Xavier. Yeah. <gasps> You're going to cosplay as Charles Xavier? No, that might be bad. So one of you have to push me around in a wheelchair. That, that won't we fly. No, you be the walking uh, Xavier. That <laughs> That's we don't, the, we don't, ha- we don't have to go that far. We do. Wow. Anyways, uh, what are you going to ask me? What, you, what did you think? I mean, oh, yeah, this show is definitely one of the most interesting stylized shows Agreed. out there. Agreed. The the way in which they show the mutant battles, especially on the Astroplane, mm. something that you know we don't necessarily physically see in the quote-unquote real world. Mm. Um what what did you think? What was what was the Krishna's perspective? Uh, I liked it a lot, uh, as you've already said. To echo, very stylized, uh, which I love. Uh, very artistic. Um, you know, I love what they do with their camera angles and the creative ways that they show physical, well, mental conflict. Actually, like mental battles on uh, you know, <laughs> psychic battles. There we go. The way they do that stuff is really really cool. Um, that being said, you know, there were definitely parts where, you know, it felt a little bit, I was a little bit annoyed with it. It wasn't, it was by far, no, me is a perfect season in my mind. Um, there were parts in the show where I, I was like, I was like, come on, speed it along or it's a little unnecessary. But for the most part, I really enjoyed it. Um, the last episode in particular, to me, uh, it might be because I binged this uh, season in two parts. And so just seeing this last episode by itself, kind of, maybe it sticks out more in my mind than any other episode, but it really ended on a bang. So so interesting uh, note to our listeners uh, in terms of the, how the three of us viewed this season. Um, Krishna binged, so we essentially all watched the premiere together, and we all watched the finale together. Um, you can actually listen back to our Legion Season 2 premiere episode, which is a few episodes before this one, I suppose. And 
from there, Krishna binged, I think, two different parts. He binged to, like, the mid-season, and then he binged, basically, to the end, to the finale. Uh, and, and then Ravi actually watched the first episode, binged all the ones in the middle, and then watched the finale. And then I watched it week to week. So you kind of have three different perspectives, three different viewing habits of of how the show was consumed and how it was watched, which I think is interesting because it gives a slightly different perspective in terms of, of how how one would view it. Definitely. Uh, and, Absolutely. And everything. So I think for me, you know, I, I echo, uh, echo, I think, a lot of, of what Krishna said in terms of this season, a lot of what I found interesting in season one in terms of, you know, some of the mysteries and and the visual cues and everything, they were still cool. Uh, but this season, they felt like there was less direction, right? If you... If you go back and you watch season one, and maybe this is this is true with season two, there there's more meaning to it all. There's more direction. There's more focus uh, around it. And what kind of surprised me about this season was it just felt like there was a lot of stuff that was kind of thrown in because it looked cool, and it was interesting, and it was is different instead of actually having a real purpose and a real meaning. Like the mustache ladies? The mustache ladies, the minotaur, the uh, plebotomy just being in the guy's mind. I mean, the, <laughs> the whole, like, I get the whole chicken and egg and the, the uh, delusion thing. But actually having it be a physical manifestation that is an attack on, on the Division Three and, and the characters, not really explaining that at all. There was just a lot. Or even, you know, having Farouk attack his sister and have his sister, you know, become Lenny. Like, there are just a lot of things that they don't necessarily need explanations, but it just it felt like they were just done because they were cool. I'd actually like to... I agree. So there are two two things you brought up that I want to I bring up or kind of dive more into. Uh, I want to start with um, David's sister and yes. turning into Lenny. Yes. Um, I think that was done from... Farouk is a bad guy. He's not a good guy. No, he's a he, bad guy. And he's, he's convinced people he's good for some reason. But we'll so the idea behind Farouk is he wants to... He doesn't necessarily want to rule the world, but he wants to stop the forces in the world that would stop him from living a life, right? Sure. And I think Farouk went after the sister and brought back Lenny to throw off David. Um, the purpose of that was to, you know push David into this, this really bad mindset. And I mean, you know, obviously spoilers... The big twist or the big thing or whatever here is David turns out to be the bad guy, right? Or, Everything yeah. kind of flips, and David is the one um, who is definitely bad, who's run away with the new Lenny, um, who, you know, Very questionable choices. Made yeah. some really questionable choices and so forth. Um, and, yeah, I mean, one could say, you know, did David always have this in him, or was he pushed, and was he pushed by certain events that Farouk put in place, such as the Lenny thing? Um, probably both, right? Probably a little uh, bit I, of I, both. Because he is a schizophrenic character, and they, they definitely alluded to that more of a season with some of the voices, now with Farouk being out of his mind. And then, obviously, the physical manifestation of different personalities uh, throughout the episode were pretty well done, um, kind of showing those contrasting voices and that, no, he actually is crazy. Uh, he does have some mental health issues and and everything. Which I think is great. Um, and to add to the fact that, you know, we, it's kind of said, right, he has mental issues. The whole delusion thing, that black monster that is in, um, what's his name? Starts out there. Plobotomy. Plobotomy. Is, uh, Patonomy. Patonomy. I keep saying Plobotomy, which is, yeah, that's <laughs> Harry be. It's Patonomy. Patonomy. Patonomy so, Wallace. So Patonomy gets this thing put in him, right? And it's put in him. What, what do we see? We, we see him sleeping and then this thing crawling and entering him, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Through his ear. Through his ear. Prior to that... We get the beautifully narrated John Hamm video <laughs> uh, where he's explaining these things, delusion, people, society, et cetera, et cetera. It's given to us, right? Mm -hmm. It's given to us, the audience. We then see when David is about to be shot by Sid, we see him talking to himself and then also those same videos playing again. So maybe those videos weren't necessary for the audience. Maybe they were for David. And the point I'm going to getting to is I believe 
David is the one that planted the delusion, right? I believe David put that in there. Why? I haven't figured out why yet. But the videos, the egg, the monster, the creature, all circle around David. David. They don't have anything to do with Farouk. No. They're never alluded. There's no connection. There's no connection with Oliver or Melanie, two of, you know, quote-unquote, Farouk allies in this season. There's no connection there. The only connection that we see between creepy black monster, the eggs... Why does the guy be black? Because he's, he's a black, gooey monster or whatever, is David. We are not that a connection. racist show. <clears throat> um... So I think, yeah, it's interesting. And then the fact that we bring up the fact that he is delusioned, he definitely is showing multi-personality disorder. He was diagnosed with that in the first season when he was put into the mental house. And, and we know with the character in the comics, that's... That's, that's a big well, factor. So Legion's power in the comics is each of his personalities have a different mutant power. Uh, so oh, he's a super... He's not just a psychic, right? Like He has all of these different powers depending on all his different personalities. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's well, a that, that's that a explains big, a lot. That's a big thing they haven't touched on in the show yet, but, but they they're clearly going. I, that I feel way. like that's where we're going. Yeah, at least for next season. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, that's the show. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What, what was, were we just talking about? I <laughs> uh, also, I mean, so like I was, we've been saying, um, a lot of people, a lot of criticism that's coming out is, you know, we get it from season one. You're a very artistic show. You like to show things visually as opposed to just blurting out and saying. You know, I am Farouk. I am David. We are now battling. The opening to this episode is the big astroplane level type battle. That was great. Um, I'm not sure if you guys remember the 1990s X-Men series or oh, the um, X-Men video game, PS2 uh, game where you're apocalypse. over top yep. with Apocalypse. You know, the, in that TV show, that animated TV show and that video game, you actually see the astroplane. Yep. It's a physical plane. Things are kind of cooler, more explosion-y and whatever. They're purple and pink. They're purple, pink. They're, they're all these crazy Young colors, green. all psychedelic. What they oh, did cocaine. here was they had these two characters floating to each other, singing the Cornflake Girl song, floating towards each other. One's actually interpreting the song in Farsi, uh, the fruit character, which is kind of interesting. Um, so they're singing. They've got these really cool visuals showing up and having this epic battle. And I thought it was one of the coolest ways to show a superhero battle, right? What what are we used to for superhero shows? Rain, you know, starting with the very basic cable television shows like Agents of Shield up to the big Avenger Infinity Wars is these really big battle violent things. This is a nice, I think really cool artistic interpretive way of showing something within the mental state, yeah. right? And I think the show wins and is still continuously interesting because they put the effort to visually show this, right? Not everything needs to be said, and not everything should be said. You should let the viewer figure it out themselves. No, I agree with that 100%. I think, uh, and I think they did a lot of that this season, obviously. Maybe too much. But I do, do think... <laughs> do we think it's too much? So here's, here's, yeah, here's why I would say it was a little too much, because there were just some parts where they're, it felt like they're almost trying to be too cute. They're almost, they're, they're, it's almost like they're, they're trying too hard, you know... They, it, like first season had a nice balance. This season it was like they're like, okay, this is season two. We need to push the envelope. How can we make this weirder? And it felt like s a couple things here and there were unnecessarily just weird and not explained. You know, like for instance, like um, you know, a plunger or not the plunger, the you know, the, the sink stopper, the sink stopper in the yep. middle of the desert. Um, the, the, maze, the cyborg yeah. ladies with the mustaches. The you know, why does that guy walk around with, literally with a basket on his head? Um, you know, oh, Potomini, why, why is he hooked yeah. up to a tree? Like, well, why why he does it have he, to be a tree? He's in he, the mainframe. Bodies, visual I mean, representation. He, he, well, I mean, According like, to what, though? Like, what is that visual representation? Whose perspective is that? Like, that's mine. not explained. Well, I mean, that was just a plot device for them to connect to where Farouk was going, right? But the tree? No, well, no, no, no. Once well, he's connected to the mainframe, he was able to talk to the monk who, who was also in the mainframe. No, no, I, no, no. I, I, oh. no, I understand. Oh, that. okay. Why in the beginning of that is he hooked up to the tree? Like, what does that represent? Well, because his body was dying, so they they were trying to save his mind, so they put him into the tree mainframe or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The, the tree. It's just the tree, and yeah. that it's not. It's it's like it's trying to be too cute. Forget. Leave out the tree. Forget about him having a body. Yeah. Just go straight to. 
um, him being inside that place, you know, instead of having this extra weird image. But like then it, that's just more confusing than anything. Well, no, but, I, but, I see but, what you're saying. But yeah. but yeah. then if we if, so if we if okay so I know I'm not saying everything. Right, it's just a little too much. But so I want to take that scene apart real quick. Mm-hmm. So you've got the mustache lady androids dragging his body away, and then what? You would cut to him in this room of zeros and ones. Why not? That doesn't make sense. Why not? It, that because me, then, but then as what, a viewer, the tree, as a viewer, him being hooked up to a tree doesn't make any sense either. Because that to me, that doesn't tell me anything. Have you heard of the organic computer? No. Oh, so it's a thing. So <sighs> the idea is so computer hard drives, right, and RAM and every. Sorry, this is a huge side tangent. Yeah, yeah no, that's RAM good. processor and all that stuff. There's a problem. What's the problem? There is a com. A, a uh, physics problem mm-hmm. where you can only get so physically big and have only so much computing power. Right, so right. the idea is you go down to the cellular level to organics. For more information. For more information, blah, blah, blah. I actually have heard about that. So the idea that I think they were trying to portray is the forest is the mainframe because it's a living thing. It's got cells, blah, so, blah, so blah. So that's a real thing then? Not like real. It's a it's a concept. It's an idea that they're trying to get to Co- um, quantum computing and organic computing. Well, okay, so okay. So I I now have to pick your brain here. Okay, that scene where he's hooked up to a tree is that real or is that a metaphor? Which is it? Because if it's if if you can't tell, then I don't think you need it. I would assume it was real because his body okay. was all decrepit and fucked up. Okay. See, and that's that's what I'm getting at. Hey, this is a family you know, show. I'm oh, sorry. The parts it's where just fucked up. The part the, the part where something that really isn't that important to any of the story sure. and is you have to think that hard. Yeah. It takes away from okay, let's just move the story along. It's like they're trying to be too cute to add in all these things that just take away processing yeah. power. And I think I think just for like the tree, <laughs> we only have so much processing power. Processing I, I think <laughs> for a lot of and I think for a lot of people like Krishna, like from the writing perspective, right? Where you know the story, you know story and and character development and everything. You know, there's 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 certainly a place for a show like Legion where. Th- they allow shots to breathe and you show some of the beauty and everything like that. But there is the fear of taking that too far. And I think you did see some of that in season two where it's just, we're just going to be different because we're different, you know, because, oh, because, you know, yeah. because, because David is an unreliable narrator and he is sem- semi crazy. So we're just going to have everything like this. And, and, it, and it just, it takes you out of it sometimes where you're just like, it's too out there. You're, you're just yeah. like, you have to, it, and especially with the first, like the first season, I felt striked a perfect balance, right between, between the the, the the superficial and, and the stuff that made you think and everything. And it was, it was it was a great show to follow along. Um, and it was only eight episodes. I will also mention that this season upped it three more episodes to eleven episodes, and it felt like they didn't need those three extra episodes. To be honest, I think you could have tri- like it just felt fatter. Do we think it hurt because you were pulling up statistics in terms of viewer ratings? Yeah, and overall, what do you want to just read some numbers? Yeah, I'll, also the premiere episode, which was the highest rated. Uh, so I, I believe this is just same night uh, on FX had. So this is back in season one, uh, had one point six two two million viewers. That's right? pretty good. Uh, that's good. That's good for a premiere. And then you know the next two episode had a million, and then the the last few had like about point seven, around around point seven, and then the finale had point eight million. The highest rated episode for season two. The uh, the season finale numbers aren't out yet, but point six six nine for the premiere of season two. That so was the high. Even less than. So that was the high. Wow. So that's lower than anything from season one, and then the next highest was last week's episode at .467. So nothing even... uh, Everything but one episode was under half a million for same-night viewers, which which is understandable. Like This is a show that a lot of people might binge or watch later, and we all know viewing habits are different. But... It's not the best. Yeah, definitely not the best. But I I, I think it, it would be good to point out that FX as a network... Right when you compare its numbers to the major networks Absolutely. and so forth, sure. it's not. It's I'm not, not trying like to be rude when I say man. this. I'm just saying it's not mainstream. Actually, actually, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it? Uh, what do you call it? 
like a, an Cable. AMC or yeah, yeah. A, yeah. So you have to pay extra. Yeah. It's a premium service. Yep. So that so that's okay then. That's another factor. You can live with, you can live with those numbers yeah. if you're a premium service. I assume. I, well, I actually don't well, know. so we say that right, but American Horror Story, which is FX's most popular show by uh, far, right? By far. Mm. Uh, the last season, season seven, which wasn't even its most popular premiere episode, three point nine three million viewers. Oh yeah, that's huge. That's uh, like five times average, more. average around two million per night. But and, and then in its heyday, in its highest rated season, like season four, Freak Show, six point one three million viewers for the premiere. This is American four. Horror Story. Yeah, American Horror Story, which is very, very po- the most popular, like the most popular. Has anyone here watched it? Nope. No, not not. <laughs> well, actually, I did, and it was I, I started watching the first season and. It's not a show you can binge. It's too disturbing. Like I felt physically, uh, it was it was too good. So I stopped. (laughs) I never heard that. (laughs) It was too good. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Is it because Legion isn't mainstream in terms of how it it tells a story? But then I agree with that too. But but then what about this American Horror Story? I mean, the fact that it's as Christian said, a disturbing show. Are we saying that viewers are more fucked up in the head? Oh yeah, and they need fucked up crap to watch than the most, stuff that makes you sit the, and think. The most, uh, some of the most popular wow. podcasts, and I would say uh, this is anecdotally. I don't know have ev- ev- hard evidence on this. It seems to me the most popular podcasts are about serial serial killers and murderers. Correct, and Hi. it seems Welcome to be to seems to be documentary serial killer edition. Uh, society right now has a fetish. With well, and it's not even really that. I mean, if you things. if you look at like the top TV shows, like one of the top TV shows on TV is one none of us watch, and that's Bachelorette, right? Uh, I, I watched that. Did no, you guys you see don't. Tracy? What she did, girl. I'm telling you. She was cray cray. Uh, you know what? You could say that for every season, and you'd probably be accurate. I am. So <laughs> of the flash and the arrow. But I mean, those shows aren't popular. Those shows. Uh, no, no. Are, I mean, I mean, but what well, he just said, Tracy and the cray cray. That sounds like a. <laughs> they're a so flash. Hey, flash. You my cray cray. Oh, that should be a sound drop. Yeah, I know. Flash and the arrow are so flash not interesting anymore <laughs> that we don't even talk about them that much. You and guys finally came to your senses. I still I watch it. Our, our Juna is in delusion land. Our hey, Supergirl stuff finale is next week. I'm gonna do a solo. Was it good? <laughs> the season. If you do, you'll be my hero. Because do it. it would be do hilarious. a 60 second I'll, I'll clip. I might do like a Twitter it, video. Yeah, put it on there. Wait, wait, wait for the Instagram 60 minute thing. I feel <laughs> an entire 60 minutes of you just reenacting. No, no, Super this Girl. is what I'll do. I'll do a 30 second review, and then the other 59 and a half minutes will be, hey, hey, you want my cray cray on loop? Oh my god. Have you ever, have you guys ever gone on YouTube and found the? Yeah, right, so you remember Fellowship of the Ring when Gandalf falls to his death? Oh yeah, the, that music. The Enya and it's no, 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 no. The like the orchestral. This is during the movie when oh, he yeah. falls, and it's like that you know operatic uh, orchestral music. Somebody just put that on repeat for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> and one night I was very drunk, and I, and I started to listen. I think I got like like sixteen minutes in. I'm just like, let's do it. I was like, it's so beautiful. Those ten hour loops are great. Ten, well, ten hour loops. There yeah. was a ten hour loop of the Chuck Norris just like staring at you. I watched almost three hours. It's ago. creepy. So bringing it back to Legion season two finale. Um, much like the show, we go on tangents. The show <laughs> did bring up a. Are you gonna go there? Aren't you? We are. We, we should. To. We, we should go to. there. Damn we it. should go there. So, <laughs> spoilers, as you all know. So. Sid is standing on the mountaintop or rooftop or whatever the fuck top and has a gun oh. has a gun to David's face and is about to, you know, pop pop motherfucker. And instead, you know, there's some other bullets, some explosion, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, David crawls over and fucks with her brain so she doesn't really remember. Yeah. Long and the short of it is um what is his name? The glasses man? Carrie. Wait, oh yeah, where did uh where did Oliver call him? The uh the one with the glasses, the gla- glasses boy, or something, something funny. Yeah, something. The like whole that whole bit, by the way, in the beginning with Oliver, Oliver and Melanie. Great. That, that was actually my most favorite part of Melanie the whole season because I hated her. Oh, that one was a. Anyway, so he uh, he discovers that David manipulated um, Sid. He calls it treachery, and they kind of trick David and put him in a little bubble thing. And David, you know, basically they say, David, you're dangerous. We've looked at the future, blah, blah, blah. You're going to do some really horrible things. Either have therapy, take drugs, or, you know, pop, pop, you're dead. Uh, and he looks over at Sid and says, I want you to tell, say to me that you're going to kill me. And then Sid basically responds with, you drugged me and then had sex with me. Because that's exactly what he did. And he, that, he erased her memories. Yep. And then 
because she didn't remember the new information that she had, you know, he projected Himself. his mind into her room and proceeded to, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. do so, bad things. Yeah. I, and I mean, I think that cements what they want you to see at the end of this shift uh, of kind of what they've hinted at really most of the season that he is. He's not the good guy. He's not the good guy. He's compromised. And and we and we know that because now we see the physical manifestation of the mental illness, right? We see him now talking to his other selves, seeing his other selves, the the goofy anarchist and the the logical one, like in his mind, he has these right. these other two, and when he's kind of um, when he's bubbled in by his friends and Farouk, which okay. Yeah. Why would you release him, right? This guy's a bad guy. We've already established it. We'll, Why we'll, do you release we'll get, him? We'll get to the Farouk part real quick. Oh I, want, I, want, I do want to focus... My favorite part of the season. I do want to focus on, on that statement. Yes. Because do we feel... Do, hearing that statement, you could definitely tell it in the room. Everyone kind of was like, what? Like... But it's true. I mean, th- it's, it's true. It's, it's true that what, what, what she said or what happened and so forth. Yes. Um, do you think there was a different way they could have gone about it? Do they, you think no. this was the perfect way to do it? Uh, so the, here's, I would say it was the perfect way because until she says that, it actually, it for me, right, it doesn't strike me as that's what's happened. Right. It, it, it. I didn't make those. I didn't. I did not connect those dots in my brain. Right. Right. And that, that's that's probably an issue. That's actually probably a problem, right, on my yeah. part, that I did not recognize that. So I think, and I know I'm not the only one. Right, and I think that's probably why there's such a strong reaction online. Yep. Uh, so I think it was absolutely necessary, and I'm glad that they they did that to show you because well, I actually I think right. that's an important, especially in, in recent light right. of you know, right. everything all that's happening. Yeah. And to your point, you're right. I uh, I don't think I didn't realize that either. But then also, it it they worked it as a way to kind of show that yeah, he is not a good guy. Yeah, yeah. he and, is and a you, villain. Yeah. And you kind of see the reaction on his face where he's like, "Wait, fuck, oh, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, actually, his, his his reaction is kind of like our reaction. It's like, yeah. oh, well, wait a second. And he it's interesting, right? So, you know, so a little little background information on, on Legion, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the original executive producers for the show in season one was... Harvey Weinstein? Brian Singer. Oh. Brian Singer, who has been accused of some sexual misconduct. R- interesting, uh, really. And, and everything, and was dropped, and his him and his company were dropped from season two of, like, uh, his bad hat, Harry company and uh, him were dropped uh, as being one of the production companies that work on the show. This is before the season started This is before season two, yeah. Okay. And, and, and Brian Singer himself was also removed from, wow. from Legion. Did not he, has, he has stayed on for other Fox properties, though. Like He is still, I believe, an executive producer for Dark Phoenix. Oh, that's weird. That is weird. But just an interesting... Uh, especially with this going on, and especially with what, what is happening... Um, that what has been happening in in the, in the Hollywood scene and, and in, with with celebrities and, and kind of what the awareness has been, it was it was definitely very interesting. And I wonder in five ten years when somebody else decides, hey, I'm going to go and watch Legion. I wonder if they would have the same reaction. Those two points of, oh, I myself didn't recognize that. Um, oh, if they were going to watch it five years and knew nothing about the show? No, I'm just saying five to ten years in the future. Sure. Right? In the future where, you know, this is, let's say Legion is completely done. Someone's watching this show for the first time. Okay, yeah. That's what like I mean. a brand new, yeah. would that individual who's watching it, will they recognize the two points or just the one point of, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy? Because I would hope as a society we do figure that out and we get to a point where, you look at something and you're like, yeah, that's that's morally wrong. That's not good. That's fucked up. That's fucked yeah. up. And instead, you look at that scenario and all you see is, yeah, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. I'd, I'd be curious to see mm. I, if I, if we're still around and the planet's still here, we should check it out in five years. Well, I think what, <laughs> I, I think what's, check it I think out. what's interesting is you, you know you see him obviously pretty much run after that, and you know now the question becomes season three. What does that even look like? Yeah, what are we? That's even the watching? most interesting because, part. Yeah. Because the shift has now become like D- David has been your protagonist, right? You followed, you know, protagonist doesn't always mean you're a good guy, right? Mm-hmm. But he has been the central point of view character for the entire show, mm-hmm. right? He, we we followed him from the beginning. We followed his exploits, and this is this is quite the heel turn. Uh, 
yes. in terms of how we view this character. Because now all of a sudden we've lost most of our sympathy. Yeah. And a all, lot of all the, of it. A much, lot of the yeah. criticism I was reading online is like how you can't. How do you come back from that? Right. How do you now? How do you get back to rooting for this character? If maybe you don't. Maybe right. that's the point. Which is right. uh, which is personally, I hope the direction they go, um, because that. To me, that would be monumental. I don't, I don't know if I've seen a show do a heel turn like that. Do a, do a uh, heel off turn a character because like you can uh, you have other shows right where you have uh, characters change morally, but the viewpoint is always from their perspective. So some examples: Jamie Lannister. Um, you follow him, and in the beginning, you don't like him, right? But there's still something there enough where you're like, oh, uh, you know, you, you're still you're not rooting for him necessarily, but you're invested in him. And then he actually becomes you know a better guy. Another example, Walter White from Breaking Bad. Goes from he, break, he, he breaks goes, bad. He breaks bad, but you're still, you know, you're still in his corner. Or at least you're you understand why why he's the viewpoint character, yeah. right? David, they have made it so that when he shows up next season, I personally would be rooting against him. Right. I would be he's a he's a guy who either needs to be taken out or needs to be bought, brought in for rehab, rehabilitation, right? So my question is this. In season three, who's the new protagonist? Because in my mind, it cannot be David. It we, can't. Can't, we can't follow him? It, no, no, you can follow him, but he needs to be the antagonist now. He can't, in my mind... So is it Sid, so is it Sid? Is like is Sid now the protagonist, the that, that would hero. That would make a lot of sense. I hope they go something way zanier, and it's like Farouk. <laughs> well, that's, so that's the next question, right? We, we've left off with Farouk being completely out of his restraint. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and th- this is what this is what's like irksome. Like, well, just like from the point of view of the other characters, right? You spent all season chasing this guy down, right? Okay, we recognize David is a bad guy. When does that make Farouk a good guy? That doesn't. That, that, he's still a bad guy. He's still done shitty things. He still killed a bunch of people. But who but were trying to, start, to take on. away his good time? <laughs> hold on. Start with the beginning of the season, though. District 13, 13, 13, 13, 13 4, 3, whatever they are. They're in season one. They're the bad guys, right? So that's true. They're going, they're hunting these true. things. They, the. Um, you mean mutants? Things? Yeah, the mutants. <laughs> these things. These things. Thang people. These things. Uh, the mutants decided to team up with them, right? Because they look at them as the lesser of two evils. I think District 13, 3, 4, whatever the hell they're called. They're looking at um, David as the super bad guy and Farouk as the lesser evil. Right, that makes sense. But that does. But like, what? You spent so long hunting him down, and now he's free. He can literally just kill all of you. In fact, he probably will. No, he's going to help. He's going to help them because he knows David is capable of killing him. And what does Farouk not want? He does not want to die again, again. But what? What? What stops Farouk from turning around and killing them all? Nothing. After that's done. Well, Nothing. I would hope that um, Baskethead has a plan in place. Uh, you know what? Probably knowing Legion, he won't show up. Quest- Actually, I, I do have a question. How does Farouk die 30 years ago? Do we know? He doesn't die. He didn't Remember, die. Remember, Xavier... Bo- what happened to his body, yeah. Well, so so that, so that was... So him they entombed and, him, right? Him and... Well, Xavier isn't a killer, right? Xavier is a hero, right? He, he wasn't going to kill him. He, he separated his body James from McAvoy. his mind. And... Uh, so then his body was basically a vessel, right? Just an empty vessel, and his spirit or whatever was separated. And it was stuck in David's it, head. And it was supposed to be stuck in the astral plane, right? But it, he actually latched on to David, uh, a baby, who he was in love with, which was very strange. His not, son, not that his, his baby. He's like his baby. It made it sound like... It, he, that part was interesting to me, actually. We can go there. He's like, I am your father. I loved you, so I tortured you mentally. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he was trying to s- if it was more of a play on what you love you eventually destroy. It, you know, I thought those those some some interesting stuff. I, there, I mean to echo the the tape, I did love the actor who played Farouk. He was definitely Farouk's a great like, character. Definitely just a shiny. He's a first, lovable guy. First he, of just, all, just a, such a presence like a, as an actor. First of all, you know? such a cool voice. Yeah, I, and I, an accent. How many <laughs> how many packs of cigarettes do you think he smokes to get that voice? None. He's just powerful. No, no, no. At least two. He, no, okay. his skin is too flawless. <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually. If you smoke 10 packs of cigars, you don't have skin like that. I don't know. He, he, is, a, he is a suave CGI. older guy. CGI. That's uh, true. Where, what were we talking about? We were talking about Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Farouk. But do we actually know the bad things that Farouk did? We know from the comics. In the show, 
one of the bad things that he did to make Xavier lock his mind away. We, we need to know his crimes. Because until we actually know what his crimes are, we can't really judge him as good or bad. Well, I mean, we can judge from what we've seen. We've seen him kill people, like ki- killing David's sister. We've seen him kill Division Three people. Is she dead? She does appear to Lenny. Is she actually dead or is she sharing that body? Because it makes seem to me that she's sharing that body. She's not actually dead. And there is a path back because she says that. Are you going to let me have... I think Lenny says, I don't know if you can get your body back or something like that, but I don't think she's completely gone. Okay, but I, that's still a pretty bad thing I to know, do, right? I, I know. Well, well, I just wanted to, well, I just I, wanted to like, throw that out there. I, I, on the yeah. Lenny and Lenny's sister thing, remember David's Lenny... David's sister. David's sister. Lenny was in a nut house. She has mental issues. Yes. I don't think his sister is still around. I think that entire sequence where the sister's talking and it's so like forth... like her guilt. That's her guilt. And her delusions and everything coming back. Well, that's cool if it is. But if it isn't, that's cool too. That yeah. still doesn't make it right. Uh, <laughs> maybe it does. I, I don't think we. I, I don't see. No, we don't <laughs> need kidding, to justify kidding, Farouk as, as being some type of. I th- I think he's a good guy. I think okay. well, he's the still. Th- <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. The thing we've. I think the difference though between Farouk and David is there's the idea that David ends the world. Right. He is a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Farouk is just a bomb. Right, the bomb, the bomb diggity. He Farouk has killed less people than the potential that David has, which is to annihilate almost everything. Right, right. So, well, I don't understand why you don't just take them both out then. Yeah, like, why, so wouldn't, why, why wouldn't you? Either, why right? wouldn't you just do that? Probably district whatever the what is their number? Why not? Team? I mean, like, 42. why not? But literally, right? Once 42? you once you know this, division three. Division I knew it was three. three. Like once you know this, you have David lo- David locked up, like. Honestly, if if the the fate of the world and that you know all of this and you know these are both bad people and who cares who kills more they both kill then shoot them both in the head I don't I don't understand agreed like I mean <laughs> I, I mean one of the things Lenny said when she was back she was like you know like the Shadow King used to rape me right right like, he's a bad like, like this is a bad guy right yeah and that that's what I don't understand like yeah we know okay David's a bigger bad and could potentially end the world but. Farouk has already done the bad things. And, and so it's interesting look with the play of the d- delusion and everything. Well, is, there, is there more to like the delusional stuff of it just being David? Are, is, are people now like... Because here's an interesting concept in the show, right? If we, we go with the time you want me, you be wobbly. So future Sid tells present day David that... You must keep Farouk alive because there's a bigger evil, right? That causes David to do X, Y, and Z. Farouk, from present day, talks to future Sid and finds this out. Then present day Farouk manipulates present day Sid into thinking David is bad, which influences future Sid to then tell present day David to keep Farouk alive. It's a paradox, right? It's delusion. At, at a grander scale. Well, it's manipulation. It's manipulation. Yeah. So is is it all Farouk manipulating everyone into thinking David actually becomes this bad guy? How do we actually know in the future? I think it's if pretty. He does? Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty clear at this point that perhaps we're supposed to be on the side of just the Division Thirteen. Three. Three char- characters. Division Three. You know, kill like, them uh, all. <laughs> so, so we got ca- the the two carries. We got Sid. We have um, Hippopotamus, wherever he is. Autonomy. Uh, um, we have uh, Two Face. <laughs> We have <laughs> uh, Clark. Clark Kent? No, Clark. We have Two-Face and Superman? I think that we're, <laughs> we're missing a, the point, though, here is, sure, Farouk is manipulating things and this and that and blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But David is still, at this point, David is in control no, of his, his body. He is. They're both bad. They're both. They're not. They're. You have to take them both out. What is good? What is bad? It's all, per- it's all perception. Actually, no, it it's not. All, it's no, no, perception. You've been deluded. Both guys are, are capable bad. and have killed people. Sure. They're both bad. End of story. They're both murderers. But end how of do story. you know those were bad people, good or good people? I mean, it doesn't matter. If you take a life, you're a murderer. That's. I mean, uh, that's it. Uh, well, it doesn't. The victim, good or bad, that yeah, they could grow up and be the next Hitler. That that doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't have access to that information, do we? They could be the next Obama too. So then, here's what you have to do. You have to just. You call it Supergirl. You call in. Oh wait, that's DC. Uh, call in Luke Cage, the Defenders. This isn't part of the same universe. <gasps> Deadpool. Close. 
Deadpool can rip through dimensions. Isn't he on FX or at Fox? Or Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he could be, he he could be, be in there. there. Yeah. That would be the weirdest cameo possible. Wait, wait. Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool and Colossus. Now, season three. Deadpool and Colossus road trip to take out Farouk and Legion and Lenny. Let's just bring the Fantastic Four in while we're at it. I do. Ha- I do have getting oh, back to the show. I do have one of our fun and favorite sections. Rant time. For our listeners out there, you'll know that I am a huge fan of rant time. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of really good computer-generated images. Yes, you are. This show had beautifully done practical effects. Yes. But some of the worst goddamn <laughs> television <laughs> CGI ever. Wait, wait, I'm confused. Why are you talking you about that fork like flip? The, the, the tuning fork? fork? The tuning uh, fork flying through space? ruined it. You had or these the beautiful like representations of fighting on the astro plane. And then you had this fucking <laughs> metal stupid thing. metal flying fork thing that just looked god awful and just ruined it visually. Was it bad, as bad as car flip in the first Black Panther trailer? No, no, nothing will beat that. I don't know, man. A this, massive this, Hollywood this production that couldn't figure it out. I mean, it was a trailer, and clearly it turned out better. So I don't know why you're so mad. Wakanda forever. No, he's dead, and he's staying dead, according to the writers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Panther 2's not going to have <laughs> no, no, that no, 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 no. Black Panther 2's going to have it, but it's going to be before Black Panther 1. But That's we, what they want you to do. We have a statement here that clearly says that no prequels. Well... They well, want you Captain to. Marvel is they want you to be. That. They wanted to make you delusional. <laughs> oh God! Delusional. The word of the day. Did you guys like the John Hamm uh, uh, narration bits? Uh, those are a big point of criticism online. Did you? I actually like them. I, I thought they were them. they were great. Um, I thought that was my favorite part of the season. To be honest, it was I thought Farouk nuggets. was your favorite. Part. It was a He's good my character. Oh, did Farouk and John Hamm had a baby? Would that make you happy? It would have been the little egg delusion. Oh, okay. They were probably one of the most interesting aspects of the series, right? Because these weird standoff things are happening. You're getting a quick little education on psychology, great. which was cool. And then eventually it did pay off, right? It kind of helps us connect a little bit this idea of delusion, society, and so forth. And I thought it was a unique and interesting way to kind of separate what this season is from the first one, right? Because the first season does not have these beautifully narrated John Hamm uh, <laughs> monologues, right? They don't have anything like this. So it's a nice way to make this season stand out by itself and also at the same time give you a little bit of education, which, you know, people need. I want someone to take just those bits and make it a, you know, half-hour documentary that you put on Netflix. And you can just go and watch this half-an-hour psychology lesson on delusion and... uh you know, ticks and society. And, I'm know, sure. It's, I'm sure they'll, which they'll be posted. And they have to. I mean, they were just so well done. And, yeah. Uh, you know, eggs. Any college professors that listen to this podcast? So, so you're a, cu- a couple production notes. Um, Noah Hawley, the creator, had sought out John Hamm because he felt like he was he had the right voice to kind of portray those narrations. That makes sense. And he he told, like, John, it's like, it's just a voiceover. Like, we're not going to have you as a live-action character on the show, at least for season two. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. So that was interesting. Uh, Another thing, we had been, uh, you know, before the show, we'd been speculating because they added the 11th episode in, um, like, about early to, like, halfway through the season. They they announced there would be an 11th episode. So we were wondering, like, oh, which episode was it? Uh, it was actually chapter 17, so the third to last episode, which was the Melanie-centric one, which caught up with what she was doing. That was the added one? That was the, la- that was the added one, because it, li- it has the last production code of uh, XLN02011. That's which, probably which why I didn't like that character one. very much. So, so they felt like they needed to add in where she was mm. um, throughout the whole thing. Uh, last production note, the first season was filmed in British Columbia, mm-hmm. and the second season was filmed in, drumroll please, Atlanta. What's your guess? Derry. <laughs> that, that's the worst guess possible. <laughs> 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 <Can> you, like, <laughs> Derry, uh, Los Angeles. It was Los Angeles. Oh, uh, was the, the There's no Derry, Los Angeles. How do you know? Have you been everywhere? Have you been every street? I'm everywhere at once. In oh, Los Angeles. oh, okay, region. 
uh, and uh, the Legion. So, so that's just an interesting note. I mean, we, that happens to a lot of shows because it does. And, I mean, there was a lot of desert shots, so it probably makes sense to kind of move out. West. West. South. To, uh, to all the different things, all the different stuff. Anyone disappointed that there was no more Xavier connection? So, like, the, fr- the first big one we got, obviously, last season was when we saw the chair, right? And people freaked out because it was the actual chair. Charles Xavier, right? And I think I had boldly stated last year, or, yeah, last year, that we would see him by the end of season two. Oh, wow. But I, th- I thought we would see Xavier, even just, like, a quick something. Yeah. I actually did not mind not seeing him at all. Uh, I thought it's almost better that you don't because uh, the less – I feel like the less connection we have with Xavier and the X-Men is, I mean, is makes it a stronger show because then you don't – those other influences won't enter your mind when you think about these characters and what they do and what they've done. There's so much going on, right? There's so much to interpret with, you know, guys hooked up to trees sure. and mustache ladies that we don't need even more. We don't need these characters who have such rich backstories. No, in, so I in agree. Media, but we just, no more connection. But, I'm I, okay but, but here's my issue, right? In the terms of logic. Right, he yeah. he's an established character <laughs> in this universe. I'm sorry, Arjun, Can you can you repeat the beginning part of your statement, please? Logic. <laughs> that, no, okay. no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. You fucking fuck. Logic. <laughs> Whoa. So uh, if you, we just think if we just think of the Legion world, right? Sure. Charles Xavier is a known entity. He's a known person. Important one. Yeah. He's a known mutant. Yeah, he's allegedly. a known mutant that defeated the Shadow the King. Shadow King once, who has been established for some reason is the only person that can beat David. So why, far, why, why can't we just reach out to Charles Xavier here? Maybe he's dead. That's that's but when that but then why don't we say that? Why don't we just say he's dead? He's not around. Maybe you want to save it for season three or four. Well, Pull that. Have it. Keep that ace in the hole. You don't why need, is that an you ace don't in need, the hole? You don't need to reveal everything by season no, two. I agree know. with that. I agree with Slow that. Slow and but steady. But like, why? Why did this never cross Division Three's mind? Right? Why? Plot twist. Division Three is X Men in training. Boom. Maybe, but I, d- I just feel like if season three comes and it, and there's again like very there's nothing with well, they Charles did, Xavier. They did bring up Charles Xavier. No, they did in, in season, season one. No, in season two. Where Farouk talks about David's father. Yeah, no, he does. But then that's Xavier. But, but he does. If we're Wait, dealing when? with episode, yeah, one of the later episodes, right? No, earlier. Episodes? The episode where we where Farouk is having the astroplane battle, and you can see it in his glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, is that episode that they that he brings up uh, David's father? Oh man, I missed that. Yeah. Shoot, can you? Find what's also what's also interesting? I was reading online is most likely in that sequence, then that shot. So as it's slowly um, dollying out, and he's got the two girls next to him, he's just kind of sitting there and he's having the battle in his glasses. Most likely in that restaurant or wherever he is, Xavier's in that room. Yeah, of course. So if they had backed up, maybe just a little bit more. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand why. Because. They have to be in close proximity, from what I understand, to battle in the astroplane. Why? That's how they've introduced it so far. Yeah, but Charles Xavier is the most powerful mutant ever. So yeah, he's so powerful he can't show up and, and like just take care of his son. And be like, all right, asleep. Uh, uh, excuse me, Junior, <laughs> I thought. Let we... me let me ask you this: What's the best way to parent? Right, hold your child's hand and do every single thing for them so they never learn and, you know, they end up being, like, little babies for the rest of their life? Or you feed them to the wolves. You let them try to figure it out themselves. Huh, Jerome? Also, how do we the right way. How do we Mom, know? Dad, help. Also, how do we know Xavier Don't feed me to the wolf. <laughs> isn't in another parallel universe? But, like Earth 2. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> we know. But he existed in this world. <laughs> he took down Farouk. We know. Who knows that he took down Farouk? Well, uh, it's public I think, knowledge. I think, yeah, I think it. Where are you getting that information from? From is, the show. Isn't the doesn't, show? Doesn't it say that tells Xavier us locked him in the astral or plane, and then he locked onto Xavier's son? That happened. We only got that when David had the lesson with British David. Yeah, his in season father. one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He had that conversation with himself. Right, and then we see the you know the cane or the bald head or something. Okay, cool. But that's just a visual. Nobody outside of David and Farouk. 
have spoken about David's true father. That's in terms point. of being Xavier. What about the monks? Another what, what about the monks? What about that? The monks the, never mention Xavier. Yeah, because they don't talk. But actually, but, 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 you, actually, but you know what I mean? Know. Like someone had to organize that, wait, right? Wait, wait. Which you would assume would be Xavier. That's that's an important part to bring up, though. If they're still holding on to the fact that David is still unreliable and still maybe making this whole thing up in his brain, sure. then you can't have Xavier being mentioned outside of himself and his quote-unquote nemesis. I don't know why, but maybe I, I said this in season one. I was under some bizarre impression that Xavier had traveled to this parallel universe Wait, what? with Sun, battled Farouk, and was about to take off with Sun, and then Sun got left there, and Farouk... And then he. Why would they visit? Like I don't know why this wasn't like a vacation, (laughs) like to take your son. I don't know. Hey, son, let's go see a parallel universe today. Can we just go to Hawaii? No, you're gonna learn some shit. That's weird. The whole show was weird. Want to watch it again? No. Okay. Uh, I I so I had to binge the second half, and I thought I was going crazy. I really did. I still think I'm going crazy from from the show. No, just in general. That's true. Are we gonna go there? Christian, I think it's time for your beautiful segment. Fuck off. off. Fuck off. What do I wanna what do I wanna pick for fuck off? I've already I've already mentioned so many things I had, you know, that I found slightly annoying. Fuck off patonomy. No, no patonomy. <laughs> Actually, uh, I have a good fuck off. Why the hell is it? Oh god. I mean, I'll just say, why is it the the only main one of the only main black characters who was an interesting character? Was an Wait, interesting isn't character. Isn't he the only black and had, character? I'm trying to give the show. I'm trying to back them up here a little bit. Okay? The, the, but he's the only one, though. You, don't need, you don't need to. Fall fine, 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 fine. The and only black. He had character. the coolest power where he could like see into like have like every memory and could see yep, into people's memories. Yeah. Like, why is it they had to put him in the mainframe and then we don't hear from him for three episodes? In fact. We the don't hear from season. him. Yeah, the rest of the season. He gives David the information, and then it's silence. They don't go back to him. They don't mention him. There's no nothing. Also, granted, you know, it was his sister, and he's all upset and sad and blah, blah, blah. But when he dies and his body is, you know, horribly mutated or um, whatever because of that stupid creature, right? Nobody on the team, quote, unquote, like... Bats an eye. Uh, no, there was one shot in that episode <laughs> yeah. where they're in the little diner area and they're all like sitting. Like I think it's Sid the two carries, carries and Sid. And oh, that ten and second an clip. MTC. That that's the sorrow, right? For a show that spends a whole episode doing alternate futures where his sister's alive. That was the time this character got. Oh, so who had much more screen seconds. time than the sister, by the way? Yeah. Right. The sister appeared. Not by much. In one episode, this died like this season before that death, like the same episode where she died mm-hmm. was the first time she appeared. Um, and you're right, probably not much more screen time, but still more screen time and a more important character got a 10 second. Well, uh, important by shot. in your opinion, David's sister is still going to be more important to David than Patomini. No, you're right. Who you're right. is quote unquote the protagonist, whatever that means. Uh, pr- it's pronounced protagonist. <laughs> the protagonist. <laughs> I like that. Yes, yes. Melanie, yeah, uh, Mel- Melanie. Yeah. I mean, Mel- that's another I one was, that can I go was, fuck off. I was avoiding, it, trying to avoid it, but yeah, she was so annoying. I and um, most, you know, I understand what they were trying to do—that she's broken or whatever. But there's only so much of that you can take. Jean Smart's a great actress, by the way. The 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 veteran actress who's played. She's been in a bunch of TV shows. She was actually in Twenty Four. Wasn't she in Fargo as well? She was in Fargo as well, and she was great. And she felt wasted. Like it just you're wasting like a, a really good talent there. And her best her best episode was when Farouk was her, right? Yeah. Like that was when she was the most interesting. And, and it was interesting because, you know, her character and Oliver appeared in like the mm. three years later being in the Astral Plane Cube weird video thing where they're both kind of like this weird They were both hilarious. Couple. Yeah. Uh and they didn't appear in the episode otherwise. So we actually don't we have no idea where what they happened. are. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? Knowing the Legion, like, there probably won't be any explanation to yeah. that. Because it, it's not important, apparently. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just hate woe is me characters. You know. Yeah. I, I, like, I get it. But the idea just was, the, idea was the whole season she was under the influence of Farouk. That, and that's why and they OP? had that whole episode. Well, that was Farouk's influence. Influence. 
a physical manifestation of his influence. Wait, so she was from the beginning? Yeah, that that was that whole old chapter 17, the added episode. Oh, right. She was under Farouk's control the entire time. Just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, and I think it's to make the character more sympathetic, sympathetic, but I I don't think it re- really worked very well. Yeah. Cuz so it yeah, just that just character can fuck off. Yeah. Or the betrayal of the character, whatever. No, the betrayal is fine. It was just the character itself. Was, the execution was, of the character. No, no. The execution was fine. No. She did a fine job. Oh. It was the character, the writing of the character. Was. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That's why we keep you around, Christian. What about the lack of the angry boy showing up? He only <laughs> showed up in one sh- Yeah, uh, that was or my potato favorite face. character. Yeah, Potato Face didn't show up very much. I love At Potato all. Face. Yeah, I miss those guys, you know? Uh, what do you think they're doing? I mean, I think Farouk... What so um so that's another question, right? Farouk never shows him true his true self in season one. He shows himself in very the very end? very no ne- never various different forms and always through Lenny. And oh, in fact, right. when he takes over Oliver, he shows up through Lenny. And then this season, he decides to show up in his true form. He finally shows David. He gets rid his, of the masks. He he, sh- he shows David his true face. Why do we think that is? I why? think it's one of the, you know you know the the. the phrase you know the gloves are coming off yeah i think the fake faces are coming off so let's get serious because maybe david's reached a point where you know okay i'm done with these stupid mind games you know let's actually and yeah it could be as well that now that Farouk is no longer in his head he's like screw it i don't there's no need to there's no need to not have a mask anymore i'm not in him it well that's weird i'm inside his head so no he's not in him (laughs) he's not inside of him so uh, therefore, he doesn't need to hide anymore, right? He's just like, hey, here I am. Do you guys remember in The Office, in the season with um, California, played by um, James oh, Spade? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember oh, he says to Andy, you don't even know my real name. I'm the fucking Lizard King. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you I don't know why that, that pops so in my head. That's but such a dark <laughs> season. <laughs> it really is. Like, I, I think He's a weird fucking ca- like I character. Think he came, I think he came in and just improv the whole thing. The, I, th- I think I think one of the showrunners actually came out and said that the whole thing that the whole dynamic that they set up between James Spade and Dwight was too dark. Like they, he said that was a big mistake actually of that season was that it was too, it was it was too much of like bullying. Like and he was like he admits that that was like a creative mistake on their part. Well, let me where it you, took away it was too dark and wasn't that funny I mean, because l- it got l- too real. Let me tell you a mistake: not ending the show after season five. That was the mistake. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, but I mean, why would you end it on a good thing? You know, you always want to keep it going. No, it only ends when it's bad. Uh, that's not for the true. most for ninety percent right. of the time. Real quick, season three, we know it's happening. It's been confirmed. One bold prediction for season three from everyone at this table. Damn. Um, okay, Christian. Don't start. Don't damn. start with me. Don't start with me. <clears throat> so there's this alien. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a lot like. Troll. He he he's out in the universe and he has his gold glove. Wait, it's the same technically universe kind of. Within twenty four hours, he goes through and collects all these stones and then snaps his fingers. The twenty four hours is a is a big detail for you, isn't it? Yes. Oh, interesting. Well, here's an interesting thing. Uh, well, I mean, that's not my theory, by the way. I, I know, but here, but before we answer that, right? We know the Disney and Fox deal is a pa- you know. Process. <laughs> Actually, I would, like po- I, I would like to take a decade. I would like to. It's going to take. It's. It, w- it would not be confirmed until next summer if it goes through. Wow. And t- and the there's a bigger if, and now it's leaning more towards a maybe no. Yeah. The AT and T, and Time Warner merger was just approved. Correct. Comcast has been bidding and trying to get a hold of Fox for the last couple of years. Yes. Now that this AT and T Time Warner thing has been uh, legally sanctioned by a federal judge. The Comcast merger is, I would say, at seventy five percent now. To go through with Fox, well, Comcast Fox has Fox. to agree to deal to deal with them. Fox they, would get eighty five billion cash. Right, it would, it would be, walk away. It'd be a bigger way. It would yeah. be a bigger. It would be, be a bigger. way better thing for those we, board directors. It right. makes so much more sense. Right, but the issue is how the who Comcast is borrowing the money from because they have to borrow a bunch of that money. They're getting it from bad tacos. But so so but here's the thing, right? Fox is going to get bought out, whether that be from Disney, whether that be from Comcast within the next year or so, right? It, 
if it's Disney, it could be potentially by next summer. If it's Comcast, I think it would take a little longer because they would have to start the paperwork over. So with a new with a new person coming, a new people new people in charge, right? Legion has been renewed for season three, but let's say Disney comes in. Disney could wipe the slate clean of all these superhero TV shows that exist in a distant universe and, and cancel it. So season three could potentially be Legion's last season, right? Uh, and that goes for all of these Fox Moon shows. I think it should be, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think they should really do I don't, another one. I don't see how many three. more seasons you can really do with a, a show like Legion. And I, I think it needs to be a shorter episode count. I think eight was the sweet spot for season one. This season felt too long, personally. Uh, and I, I think they can go back to eight and they can do a very satisfying arc of, of David, right? From beginning where he, he became a hero to middle where he's something in between to villain where he falls would be a fun little arc. And that's my bold prediction. My bold prediction is season three will be its last and it will end with David's death. Uh, my bold prediction for season three is Oliver will be the protagonist. He will be recruited by division three to do battle against both Farouk and uh, what's his face because he's the only other psychic in this universe who could probably David. even stand a chance. I mean, he didn't stand up to Farouk at all. Well, he couldn't stand up to Farouk at Correct. all. Correct. But with so. Division 3's innovation by Kerry. My prediction is Season 3 is not the last season. They've written, beyond, they've written beyond this. They have some bizarre plan where it, we're going to get like full on the darkest David, right? And then the show's going to get canceled, <laughs> regardless of any Comcast or Disney or whatever. Because... Look at the ratings on this show. Well, that's what I'm it saying. dropped so I, heavily. I think season three will be its last, and I, I'm sure FX has been like, hey, write like this is your last season. Because, I mean, everyone knows that this merger is going on. No one's blind to it. And I am. The, uh, <laughs> and, and the renewal for Legion came late. It just came a few days ago, you know, in June, when renewals are being handed out in May uh, for most TV shows. So this, this did come down... The, to the wire it, in it the 12th hour it well it came it came it, there Midnight. was a lot of decision making it wasn't immediate right i think like season 2 of legion came before season 1 even premiered right it was so well received um critically and within the company <laughs> that it was it was made so but let's be honest it didn't get renewed that quickly because some executive forgot to check his email uh, I potentially potentially i mean that that's not far fetched unfortunately but that's where we're at but i think we're at that time Let's do it. Ravi. Krishna. Was Legion. Was Legion. Season two. <laughs> Good. Good. All right, we all answer on three. One, two, three. No. Yes. Okay, wow. You say no? Yeah, yeah. I said no. Wait, I why? No. Just, just for fun? Just to no, be a No, 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 no. So I, I... We've convinced him that it was bad. It's Trina, high five. It's not that it was right. it was bad. I think there are just too many when you compare it to the first season. There are just too many factors that go against saying it was good, right? Blindly, sure. Uh, a second uh, season, no, we're definitely not saying it's good blindly. <laughs> there, uh, there are caveats. A second season to me needs to improve upon significantly the first season. Uh -huh. I think this thing's just got too many things going against it right now. So, no. Would I watch it again? Probably. Oh, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't say yes because despite its flaws and some annoyances here and there, um, relatively speaking, those were pretty minor in the face of did I enjoy it? Yes. Did it make me think? Yes. Was, was you know, most of it, 70% of it or more compelling? Yes. Um, at the end, was I surprised? Was I shocked? Did they go in a direction I was not expecting? Yes, they did. So all, all in all, I would say it, it was still good despite – it not being as strong as season one. But would you watch it again? Uh, probably not because it was so heavy. I might watch like the last episode again, at least the first like five minutes. You know, I, I might go and watch the dance battle, like the dance and the music parts again because those I are always love those like parts. amazing. So I might good. go back and watch the John Hamm yeah. documentary that they're going to pull from this. Um, but I probably wouldn't watch the whole season again because I felt like I was going crazy, which is actually a testament to the show. I, I think I would watch most of this season again. <laughs> I think there are parts, definitely like some that. episodes I would skip mm -hmm. I, I just don't think are necessary. The what if. The the what if. Actually, that's probably one of my favorite episodes because it like is well episode, done. Yeah. Um, but like the Melanie episode, I don't think I really needed. 
the episode after the um, monk has died and he's in Sid's head. It's a well done episode. What does it re- does it provide a lot to the plot or anything or or where the story's going? Not really. Um, I might watch that by itself, but not in my rerun. You know, I, like, and I definitely watched the finale again. The finale was well done. I did enjoy the finale, and it did make me think. Uh, and it was shocking. And it was shocking, yeah. right? Um, I was like, oh wow. They, so they went there. so yeah, I do, but I don't think it would be soon. I don't. I do not think. Yeah. I don't think I'll watch this season before season three, for example. Mm. Well, season one, I think I would definitely rewatch anytime. There you go. And that's it, folks. This is was it good. You can follow us on Twitter at wasitgood underscore. Tweet us questions, comments, and more. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast players. This pod and us are part of the larger Bad Tacos pictures. Be sure to follow Bad Tacos on Twitter at badtacos underscore. Instagram, badtacos.pictures. Facebook and YouTube for all our sketches and our whiskey bros. And so much more. We've always got exciting new stuff. And I fucked that up. Also, we're on Patreon.com uh, at www.patreon.com slash tacos. Again, that is www.patreon.com slash tacos. Give us money. And, and did you guys hear the energy in those social reads? Like, just so emotional. Doesn't it make you want to go and sign up? Yes, I do want to sign up for the Patreon and watch the computer. In our defense, it is 10.48 p.m. and it is time for... I had to use the bathroom. It's 10 really bad. It's 10.49. Thank you, and that was (laughs) the show. Goodbye.